As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, y'all. Seven Runs in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. We were all wrong, and NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, Mac Jones, was right. Is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. a guy who may as well have kissed his sister after this past Sunday. And with me, as always, is AJ. The draft begins in Mobile, Marchese. Hey, man, that's all I got to say to that. I mean, we got all these other competing... Uh... The draft begins at the Trop. You know that as well as I do. It's not there anymore, though. Well, then that's probably why no one cares about it Exactly. Anymore. Amen. Let's move on. Move, move the East-West round game back to the Trop, or we'll never watch it again. Retweet. Today, we're breaking down the best and worst rookies from Week 10 in the NFL. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby driving up. To Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. The other thing you can do is head to the iOS app store, download the Spotify Greenroom app for free, and get in on the live audio only sports talk platform. It's a it's a space that's better than Twitter's spaces where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Get in on the conversations that you listen to here every day. Show your own experiences and takes on the app. All you have to do is create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group. Be notified when the green room goes live. Like me with my Maction Maniac. AJ, give me an M word. Um, uh, Magic. Yeah, Maction Maniac Magic Green Room, where I break down only the directional Michigan schools. 
this week we'll we'll be we'll be doing an hour on what what makes Lou Nichols tick. I want to I want at least thirty minutes on why there is no Southern Michigan. Because there ain't no room in the Midwest for the South. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I get it, brother. Uh, okay, we had a whole flurry of more Senior Bowl, except since last night. As is tradition, I will read them all and then ask AJ which are the most exciting, and then have AJ tell me. Yeah, I that tr- he doesn't remember which one. Yeah, name. correct. I tried to make you hold off until next week, so it'll be like just a thirty-minute list. But alas, here we are. Here we are. Uh, okay, so let's let's get into it, AJ. Uh, starting with FIU running back Devontae Price, fellow running back from the state of Florida, in Florida running back Damian Pierce, uh, a slew of pass catchers in South Alabama receiver Jalen Tolbert, Nevada receiver Romeo Dubes, SMU receivers Danny Gray and Reggie Roberson Jr., SMU tight end Grant Calcaterra, Nevada tight end Cole Turner, Wisconsin tight end Jake Ferguson, uh, offensive lineman uh, Tulsa's Chris Paul, Chattanooga's Cole Strange, Virginia Tech's Lasitis Smith, uh, moving the defensive side of the ball, uh, Arkansas defensive lineman John Ridgeway, Texas A&M defensive end Michael Clemens, Houston defensive lineman Logan Hall, Virginia Tech defensive lineman Amari Barno, uh, linebacker from Wyoming Chad Muma, Appalachian State linebacker DeMarco Jackson, Florida linebacker Jamario Moon, and uh, Texas A&M DB Leon O'Neal Jr., Missouri DB Caleb uh, Evans, and Houston DB Marcus Jones. Those names almost there's, got there's, you there. Yeah, yeah. no, I certainly lose my mind. Um, I love, obviously, you tend to get more small school guys early, but I love the amount of uh, exciting small school pass catchers in this group. Definitely. And honestly, I am personally most excited for uh, Cole Turner because I've been tooting his horn for about a year now, and uh, I still feel like he doesn't get enough appreciation. And I think he's going to go into Mobile and be a fucking star. Um, between, um, or I should say, especially given this senior tight end group and the tight end group in general, is this going to be Cole Turner's breakout, do you think? Is this his chance to kind of put himself as a potentially a top 100 pick at tight end in a class that I still don't even think has a clear top 100 pick in the group? Yes, I think so. He's just going to be too big. And, you know, like, the safeties are never that good in one It's like he's going to get a lot of chances to go in and pluck balls and dominate those red zone drills. And he's going to look, I think, more athletic than, than Fergie and Grant and – Whoever else shows up there, and he's bigger and longer than them too. Um, so yeah, I think I think this is going to be the show for for Turner. My personal favorite, uh, to, actually, my, my favorite offensive skill guy that they had is Devonte Price, who in a, a bad running back crew, yeah, um, especially in the senior group, yeah, I think he's really got a chance to shoot himself up the board because he's been playing for four five years at FIU, and we've heard how bad that. Butch Davis has straight up told us how bad things are at FIU right now. Um, and, and Price, despite that, despite horrid offensive line play, has produced. Um, 
His statistics dropped off a bit this year because the offensive line's so bad, the team's so bad, they're one and eight. Uh, but 6'2", 215 pound back who you throw on the tape, he, he is long and, and those long legs help in terms of he, I don't think he's like the most straight line explosive guy, but he's such a long strider that the burst shows up, the, the contact balance shows up. He runs a little high, but guys just fall off him. And I think he's got underrated vision. It makes him a really intriguing one cut back. Who I think is going to be a day three pick who who pays instant dividends for whoever drafts him. I think he's got a really good chance in Mobile because I don't think this uh, crop of running backs is going to be very impressive. And the other thing is he he rarely had opportunities to catch passes yeah. at uh, at FIU. So this is a really good chance for him to kind of show up and show what he can do as a pass catcher. Um, which, I, I, as we always say, like there's you're not going to get a ton in practice rush-wise from a running back. But pass catching and pass protection are, are going to be huge for Price uh, in Mobile. And I, I'm really excited about him. Um, can I can I talk about also, Calcaterra really quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. Because, I mean, I, I haven't tuned into too many SMU games this year, but I, I should have been. Uh, but the couple I've watched, I, I don't think Calcaterra has been too great. But, like... That being said, I, I love that he's getting the shot in Mobile, especially like you know coming back to football, um, and he's got the pedigree and he's got the goods. I think it's really really cool that he he got there, and I, I, that's gonna be a really fun storyline to follow. And obviously, Danny Gray's kind of been the breakout guy at SMU this year, uh, but I'm I'm excited to see Reggie Roberson there because mm-hmm. for three for excluding this year, the past three years he's been one of the most dynamic players in the country but ended up getting hurt each year yeah. he's been healthy this year but it, he hasn't been as i think explosive explosive uh as we've seen in years past so this is a good chance for him to kind of build that draft stock back up because there was a time last year when we were talking about him as a potential top 100 pick yep. before the injury yeah no there was i mean i think it wasn't just us i think it was a lot of folk like mm-hmm. he was tearing up the the country before the before the acl um I just want to interrupt to let you know that the Ball State Central Michigan game has had had a technical difficulties thing up in the corner for the whole broadcast, and now it's just like the whole broadcast is just constantly going blue screen, and they've just thrown it to commercial as a result. That's sick. Um, That's my action. Offensive uh, line. Uh, Lasitis, yes. Sorry, Lasitis Smith's one of my favorite yes. players uh, in the country, so I'm really excited he he got there. Uh, sorry about Justin Fuente, by the way, AJ. Thanks. Um, I needed I needed that. <laughs> Yeah, he he's he's an absolute mauler in the run game. Uh, I think he's got a great chance to to really. There there are some fellow Lasitis heads on uh, on draft Twitter with me, but I think this is a chance to really put himself on the map as a potential day two pick, and because I I very much think he can be that. Um, so I'm really happy he, he no, got the call. That's a really good really good shot for him uh, on defense. Who gets you going the most? Uh, I I think it's hard not to say uh, Marcus Jones that was my just top because guy. yeah yeah just because not only what he does a, a, as a corner prospect but he's the most dynamic returnman in the class and um, although he lacks size he's uh, oh my gosh I'm just gonna break some news Rashad White was added to the Senior Bowl so there's another running back oh that's a fun one that is a fun one uh, sorry we'll we'll jump to him in a sec after we're done talking. Uh, Jones but yeah Jones is a legit corner prospect and then you throw in what he does uh as a dynamic return man and like he's even had a role in offense this year he should win the Paul Hornung yeah. versatility award I agree um 
But like, I think that's a really fun one. By the way, weak horning here, but that aside, I think Jones should win it. Um, I hey Rob, I finally read that Senior Bowl article that you've been referencing, and they're really really high on him too. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, they're talking about him as a day two guy. Yeah, so I'm like, that's cool. I don't know if I'm there, but I haven't, I haven't gotten into his tape from this year. Uh, but I love that he got the nod, and yeah, it's gonna be exciting to see what he can do. Uh, you know, truly getting tested in one on ones too. Like you said, it's a good group of pass catchers already. Um, I'm kind of curious if they if they get him a couple snaps on offense. They just flip him the other way. A couple well, times. they 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 even mentioned that in the Senior Bowl article. Yeah, they mentioned the idea of like asking him to play a little receiver and yeah. like, is he Jamal Agnew but a way better corner? Maybe. Um, well, another guy they hype up up in that article was Chad Muma too, yeah. the Wyoming linebacker who. They, they they didn't say is as good as Logan Wilson, but they kind of implied a similar level to that of Logan Wilson. So uh, I think it's a huge week for Muma, who's known a, a, as a great run defender and great tackler, but to see, does he have the the ability to hold up in coverage? Will he look good covering backs one-on-one and tight ends one-on-one? So that's a, another huge week, because we saw what Logan Wilson did for himself at the Senior Bowl two years ago. Yeah, no, definitely that's a good one. Uh Rashad White, let's jump to him. Uh, that's pretty exciting. I think that um, oh, uh, Travion Rudolph, seventy-five yard uh, touchdown. By the way, just now. That's your guy. Yeah, he's you been, love him really good. on the on a on a reverse. Anyways, um, he's fast as hell. He kills all the angles. Anyways, uh, White's had like a really good year though, and I haven't watched too many Arizona State games because they've been shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, and, I, and yeah, he he's kind of lived up to everything we hoped he would going into the year, but no one cares about Arizona State. He's also popped off their last two games mm-hmm. against USC and Washington. He's run for like 380 yards. Um, but he's been used as much as uh, as a pass catcher as pretty much any back in the country on top of what he's been doing as a dynamic runner. Yeah. Uh, and, and what we saw in those four games last year um, was what he could do as a pass catcher is what got people so excited. So, I think the 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 noise around him as a prospect's dropped off because again, no one no one watches Pac-12 football really, and especially Arizona State. Uh, and now I, I oh Lou Nichols huge touchdown, um, yeah. And now um, White I think will have a the the buzz will slowly start to build back up as people dive into the tape yeah. as we get closer to the draft. And then I, I think he's the perfect type of running back to thrive at the Senior Bowl because he's going to look so good catching passes. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say the same thing. That's good. Yeah, maybe I was wrong about uh, Price. I think maybe maybe it's the White Show now. Uh, but I, I mean, hopefully they put them on opposite teams. But you never know. <laughs> hey. Those, I think those those are the two probably going to be the two most interesting Senior Bowl running backs. Do you think uh, White is more American or national? Uh, definitely national. Yeah, and then price is just more American. I totally agree. No, you're right. They have to. They gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that's probably enough senior bowl talk. I think given so. this is our NFL rookie show, but hey, we had to fill time. There wasn't very much rookie QB stuff this week. Uh, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, both didn't uh, both out again. Uh, Justin, or I, I guess Trey Lance stressed, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He just doesn't play. Yeah. Uh, like Davis Mills didn't play. Um, Zach Wilson still hurt. Justin Fields was on by. So just Trevor Lawrence and, J- and Mac Jones this week. Uh, the number one pick and the number fifteen pick. The first and last quarterback taken in the first round. Um, and I got you stuck had both with of both them. of them. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy I didn't have to do either of them. To be 
completely honest. Yeah, a little, little behind the scenes, but when we split games, we, we draft the first couple, and then uh, the leftovers, we, we leave up to uh, to our official coin tosser, Chris Matsukas, who does not toss a coin. He just decides arbitrarily. But I get Lawrence. <clears throat> this is going to be me talking for the next uh, 15 minutes straight. Um, <laughs> I'm going to fill time, Rob. I, I got a pretty in-depth, and I realized I was typing way too much about Lawrence. I'm like, this is not an interesting game. He was 16-35. 162 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Exciting. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of third. I feel like this game for Trevor Lawrence was third downs in good ways and some bad. Because the first th- third down of the game, uh, he was pressured immediately. Throw threw it like kind of towards Dan Arnold, and like felt like he was almost there, but he wasn't there quite yet. Incomplete. And then the punt gets blocked. Uh, the next play, touchdown for the Colts. It was 10 nothing before Lawrence completed a pass. They get back on the field. Uh, he made a pretty nice deep throw on the, his next third down, which was his next attempt. Uh, deep sideline to Agnew. There's a lot of deep shots to Agnew. Um, and they all kind of looked really catchable. Uh, this one was on the outside shoulder, well thrown. Um, contested catch, not an easy grab, but, but Agnew just didn't play it well, and it was a drop. And then it was 17-0 before Lawrence completed a pass <laughs> on next drive. So the game was out of hand, but it wouldn't be for, for the whole time. They get back into this. But anyways... Uh, his next attempt, chucks it deep on a rollout right down the sideline. Kenny Moore had it, dropped it. So I think that would have been his first – it should have been his pick. That was really the only, like, pick-worthy throw that I really saw, though, which is which is a good sign, but not exciting. And then finally, first completion, third and ten. I think this is where he, you got to be a little hopeful about Lawrence. Uh, ripped it to Jones. Tight window, really well-timed. Uh, good throw. And then the very next play was the Agnew sweep. Big play touchdown, and he uh, – I think Agnew's favorite for MVP right now, but I'll save that for later. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the exciting thing was they're trying to go downfield more than they were the last few weeks, it felt like, because it hasn't been there. But Lawrence just, like, either getting hit or his wide receivers weren't on the same page or making the catch, so there wasn't the deep throws. But they were they were trying them, at least. And I think the big highlight after the third down stuff was um, he was doing really good stuff with his legs. And that's another thing that hasn't been there for a few weeks. And... Um, I think only one of his runs was designed. He had like five carries for 33 yards, and it was just kind of a read keeper. Um, like going nowhere, to be honest. But I think they should go to the to the design stuff a little more. But um, he was just scrambling and knowing when and uh, just doing it really well. And he's a, he, like he's a really good athlete, and he knows how to protect himself. Uh, they should let him do it more, and he should just do it more and decide to do it more because it, it was really a big part of the game for him. Um, still, I've noticed, I think all year, He's struggling with those out routes, the timing and accuracy of them. That that came back a couple times in this game. Um, another couple more deep throws, Agnew, but no separation. He's not going to make those contested catches. Like, not bad throws, just like either step too far or Agnew just not, can't make the play. Um, had a nice throw moving to the right, right before half. Uh, back over the middle to Dan Arnold. Next play, like, he uses legs eight yards, got out of bounds. Again, when he runs, he looks like he's one of the best athletes on the field. Like, that's not a surprise, and... Should do more. Anyways, then a drop slant and then um, a really ugly throw from Lawrence where it was just a quick hitter to Chanel on the on the out and he put way too much on it and threw it over his head. And Luckily, though, uh, Wright hit the field goal. So it was 29 and a half. They were in the game. It didn't feel like it too much. They get the ball coming at half. And then, like, this is where, like, I don't know. The, the Jags just don't have an identity. So they finally start getting uh, James Robinson going a bit, which – has been their bread and butter. Obviously, he was, he's been banged up, so I understand why they don't do it too much. Uh, started with this drive, and they're running some play action off of it. 
It was looking okay. They drew a pass interference. Uh, decent gain to Arnold that got called back on a blind side on another one, but um, nothing impressive from Lawrence there. But um, then, like, he made what looked to be a really good throw. Um, he dropped the snap, kind of picked it back up, scrambled. Marvin Jones was, like, deep sideline. And it was there, and Jones just going to make the play. And that, that was so much what Trevor Lawrence is doing. Like, there's just no room for error for him. Like, if he... If he doesn't put it right on the money, these guys aren't making plays. And he isn't always putting it on the money, of course. He hasn't been great, but, like, it just just feels like that the whole season for him. Anyways, then kind of another, like, poorly timed, forced back uh, comeback route that was incomplete. Um, and then they moved on from that, like the James Robin PA game. Then they went to the what they used to do, and sometimes they do, is the short, quick passing game. It's just the play calling is so bad there, Rob. Like... <laughs> Like, they really got to move on from Urban. Like, he, they got a clean house. They got to give Trevor Lawrence a fresh start. It's it's not it's not working. Anyways, uh, I don't know. It's like, that pretty much sums it all up. But a couple, couple good plays. Um, Like I said, his, his best plays seem to be on third downs, which I think is a really good sign moving forward. I mean, he he's made a few big-time strike throws on third down, third and longs especially. Another one, third and ten, uh, deep back hip to, to Marvin Jones. This time he makes the adjustment and reels it in. They get into the red zone. Uh, next third down wasn't an impressive throw, but Dan Arnold slant. He picks up like 10 on it. And then they scored. They ran They, they ran a two-point, just a shovel to Arnold. And then suddenly it's a three-point game. They get the ball back again. Same score. Um, nothing really happened. Went to that back uh, hip to, to Jones play again. Crucial third down, and Lawrence just kind of shorted it. But again, it's kind of a communication play, right? Um, then the Colts kick a field goal. They get the ball back two set with 2.17 left, down six. And then it was just a lot of checkdowns. And then taking way too long to snap the ball. And then the game ends. Lawrence tries to step up. And uh, he runs right into Deo. And he forces a fumble. And uh, they recover in the Colts win. And that's pretty much it. Not a very exciting performance again from Trevor Lawrence. Wow, that was, uh, that was 15 good minutes. Um, I got 20 on Mac. Good, don't worry. Good, good to hear. If you don't want to listen to that, just probably throw in the highlights and be a little more exciting Such um, an yeah <laughs> okay what is the worry zone with trevor lawrence right now you've done firm i think i've done like one trevor lawrence game somehow um what is the worry zone for you ten being this guy ain't it wait no other way around wait no, no ten yeah, being, ten being this it. guy yeah. this guy ain't it one being He's the he's the future franchise quarterback. I'm at a I'm at a ten for Urban Meyer. Um, for Trevor yeah. Lawrence, I'm at a a five. I don't think you can freak out too much yet. Which, which I mean, is pretty high given ten ten games into or ten weeks into his career. He's the number one pick. Can't miss quarterback. Like, I, I feel like that sets high, expectations think, a little higher for me too. But yeah, I I think that's that that number is higher than you would have expected. Go. Uh, Prior to the draft, though, at this point. Yeah, no, I no, mean, it, definitely. But I, I didn't think this team would be such a fucking disaster. I thought he had playmakers. He doesn't. Like, Agnew's good, but, like, he, they're not, like, he's not a true wide receiver. And he's not a wide receiver one, that's for sure. Cheneau has been a big disappointment. Uh, Chark going down with injury, obviously huge. But Urban hated him for, since before the season. Uh, Dan Arnold's, like, their best pass catcher, and he's not good either. They, and they traded for him, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, it's... The offensive line isn't hasn't been a disaster. I'll give them that, but like, even then they 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 have their moments of just stupidity. Like, 
Not a lot going on. And, and the play calling is no no help at all. It brings it all back down. So mm. I think you got to move on. I think you got to clear house. I don't think they will. Uh, but you got to give move Tra- on from Urban coaching Meyer. staff, but not Trevor. Yeah, of course. No, no, for sure. You got to give Lawrence a fresh start, but I don't think they will. What about Mac? What are we seeing from Mac? Uh, he was good. Everyone loves Mac. Everyone loves Mac. Uh, he was nineteen of twenty three, one ninety eight, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, this was his best game. This was the best game. I'll get right into it. Uh, the Browns scored on their opening drive of the game. Nice long touchdown drive. And then that was it. <laughs> then it was all Patriots from there on out. And they kicked the shit out of them. Um, second throw of Max game. I think it, it kind of set the tone early. Nothing big early. We get some some big time throws later. But uh, just a really well-timed hitch to pick up a first down. Nothing special. But uh, not a super tight window, but just a really good throw. Um, and, like, that's what he's been doing all year. And he's, he's really good at making the short timing throws. Good accuracy. Good rhythm. Good placement on them. And... Opposite of Trevor Lawrence, it feels like he has so much chemistry with like everyone he's throwing to, even though they're mostly tight ends and running backs. Anyways, um, a couple of plays later, a nice play, play action. They rolled him out. You don't see it too much with Mac. Solid throw to Aguilar right at the sticks. Very comfortable on the move, I thought. Uh, looked looked good. A couple sacks that he took that he just didn't feel at all, which I feel like has been a bit of a theme, but he just trusts his offensive line so much, I feel like, at this point, that it happens. I don't know. And then, like of course, the classic... Brandon Bolden screen on third and long, and they convert it like the next play. And then right after that, the, his first touchdown. Um, remember how I was giving him shit a couple of weeks ago? Every time they went empty, he could not do anything. Mm-hmm. They only went empty a couple times in this game, and they were both touchdowns. The first one was empty. Um, just a really nice touch, really good timing throw uh, to the kind of corner route to to Hunter Henry. Just floated it up like before, like right out of his break. Uh, I think they were on the left hash too, and Henry just it just came down right into Henry's hand. Really good throw. Um, that was just the first drive. He started six for six, 56 yards. First drive ended in a touchdown. Uh, next drive, the first drop uh, drop back. He had like a nice third down convert. Like had to maneuver a bit in the pocket, which is really promising to see. Uh, found his receiver, just kind of put it up softly to him. He throws with touch, really nice. A uh, couple play, couple plays later, really nice deeper touch throw to Jacoby Myers, 26 yards. Uh, to the, towards the sideline, just dropped it right in the back shoulder. That was one of the better throws I've seen from him this season. Um, and like, I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about this drive in a bit. But like, this drive started inside their own one yard line, and then Mac. This is this is the big play, the best throw he's made all year. Finished this drive off with a throw that we have not seen him make or really even attempt. Just an absolute strike to Kendrick Bourne. Uh, seam route, double coverage. He puts it high where only Bourne had a shot at it. So even if it, it went off his hands. Yeah. It was incomplete. And then Bourne, he brought it down. Made a great grab and uh, touchdown. And that was Mac Jones's best throw of the year, best throw of the day. Uh, might be the best throw of the season if, if you put it all together. But he's getting confidence. And th- he's putting shit together. We move to the second half. Um, sweet throw, really. Stepping up in the pocket. Henry running an out route. Uh, tight coverage. Mac drops it up and over the defender right into Henry's be- uh, bread basket. Really well-thrown ball. Um wasn't too much in the second half because they were already up so big. And then the the, the last touchdown throw, uh, it was out of empty. Once again, Hunter Henry, once again. He just kind of like did this stuttering release. Um, Mac just waited. He was just looking at him. Um, he, beat, he beat Johnson and hit Henry easy, breezy, touchdown. And uh, then it was Brian Hoyer time. And that's pretty much it. But Mac, Mac was good. Mac was really good. Um, we saw a lot more big-time throws from him. And even, like, the throws that, I, I don't know. There, there was even more, like, just him not 
being exactly on schedule or like not having the right on schedule throws and having to create a little bit more and like trying to find like the next target and making throws. This was his best game of the year. And this was again, you know, like I didn't, I didn't watch the Cowboys game, but 200 yards, but only four incompletions, really clean touchdowns, impressive throws. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm starting to like this, this Patriots team. I'm starting to enjoy watching them. And, and more importantly, Jacoby Myers finally caught a he touchdown. Did. It was from Hoyer, though. But the, yeah. the most career receiving yards for any player prior to scoring a touchdown. Just Pretty impressive. Fucking crazy, yeah. Uh, you know, this Patriots seems strange, but I don't know. In very Bill Belichick fashion, mm-hmm. they seem to have found their identity. Mac Jones is getting better. He, he You said this is the best game he's had. Um, he had some down games, but even his down games. He wasn't losing although, them games. Yeah, he, he like the Chargers game, they won the game and he played pretty poorly. Yeah. Um they they found a way to win and now they kinda have an identity and I mean i I'm pretty sure the rookie of the year odds, him and Jamar Chase are at the top. You know what I think is extra enjoyable with the Patriots is because week to week in the NFL this year, it, it, like the good time the good teams will have great games and then absolute shitty games and it feels like it's been such a chaotic, weird year. So it's kind of like nice to have the Patriots feel kind of like the old fat, like the old school Patriots, and be the team with the most uh, like clear identity. And they just lean on it, and it's kind of like a warm security blanket. And I'm starting to enjoy them. Wow. Plus, the defense plays really good football, and the defense is a lot of fun, if, dudes. If if I told you you would be a big fan of this Patriots team and they drafted Mac Jones. Uh, in April, don't forget. I didn't what, hate Mac. I didn't hate Mac as much as you did, but I didn't love him at all. I'm just saying. Uh, I still, are you? Sorry. Um, I I feel like the story's not done with Mac Jones, but he uh he's definitely been the best rookie quarterback. I guess the story's because it's gonna end in a Super Bowl victory, rookie year, first Probably. quarterback ever. That's what that's what Bill Simmons said. So, yeah. <laughs> it's feeling like 2001 again. Uh, okay. Overall, this rookie week for me, um, I think, was kind of one of the more lackluster ones. I felt like I had a rookie week that you normally have. <laughs> um, so, my rookie of the week options maybe were were not as exciting as they've been in, in weeks past. But, uh, I'm going to give my offensive rookie of the week to uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith. Who, though he only had four catches on six targets for 66 yards... The four catches were extremely important to the Eagles upsetting the Broncos. His four catches. The first one I'm sure everyone saw. The contested catch for a touchdown was about 40 yards where he ran out and up with Patrick Sertain in really good position and he just fucking won the combat catch. Two Alabama studs going at it and Devonta Smith won. And I thought that was pretty exciting and important because a lot of the questions revolving around Smith were... How would yeah. he hold up in the NFL with his kind of wide resize? How would he deal with longer corners like Sertan? And uh, he won that combat catch, and I, I think that was big time. The the BMI didn't matter. Um, his <laughs> other touchdown was a, cl- a quick slant. Uh, they, they were, like, within in, inside the Broncos' 10. It was a quick slant out of a trip set uh, with Kyle Fuller on him. And just did a really good job um, kind of taking Fuller out of it by driving his slant like deep enough downfield 
and then exploding uh, out of his break and it just kind of caught Kyle Fuller flat-footed because I don't think Kyle Fuller expected him to break and he just kind of out-leveraged him which is we knew Devonta Smith was super technically sound and it does a really good job playing coverages and he's a very smart receiver and I thought that that was a great way of showing that and his other two catches were key first downs so four catches for all four being kind of money catches and uh that that touchdown being his best play of the season that first one over today um uh, I felt he needed uh he, he's not getting as much talk I don't mm-hmm. think as you expect from the Heisman winner receiver and I mean part of that is Jamar Chase had been so so good um but this Eagles team all of a sudden is kind of a little more feisty on offense than, they, than they've been I think Jalen Hurts has looked quite good so the last two weeks have have been two of Devon Smith's best games of the year I think he was my offensive rookie of the week last week too yeah um and so now he he's over six hundred yards in ten games, and like he's he's on pace for a thousand yards, and I don't know, just not enough talk about talk talk about old Smitty. It feels like he's only getting his due from like the fantasy community, to be honest. Like the like the regular just football talkers. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. He hasn't gotten his due, and he's been really, really. I mean, great the last two weeks, but even he had a bit of a dip, and then he's come back. And I think that's kind of just how the Eagles' offense has. has yeah, like you said, they've they've gotten more feisty. Yeah, hurts like especially given this quarterback class. I really don't think the Eagles should spend one of those no. picks on, on a quarterback because I think Hertz has shown enough that you can still believe in him and give him a full another season of development before you make the call on that. Definitely. I mean, he he's he's not been bad, and I think it's one of the best games of Jalen Hurts' career. Uh, who's your offensive rookie? Of the week? Uh, so I guess I could have given it to Mac Jones, and instead of doing that, and. Uh, not having content, who would I give it to, Rob? His teammate, Ramondre fucking Stevenson, who uh, got to carry the load finally for the Patriots. My boy uh, had 100 yards even on 20 carries, two touchdowns, a couple grabs too. Uh, Every time he touched the ball, Rob, it felt like he was breaking a tackle. And if he wasn't, it was like three guys having to take him down, and he wasn't going to the ground. It was so much fun. They leaned on him. It was awesome. Uh, I love watching him. Uh, he's quickly becoming one of my favorites. Like he just runs so frenetic, but like so controlled at his size. Like it's it's like if you you put a bull in a china shop, but they they knew how to do ballet. It's it's great. I love watching him. Um, he's bouncing off guys. Like like I say, he never goes down on first contact. He's just hard to get on the ground. And Ryan be like obviously different positions, but like Lavisca Chanel last year when he got his limited looks, he was like never going to the ground. And that, that was like kind of what Stevenson is. And the only time it is, it's like three guys. Uh, first touchdown. On a pitch, uh, like from I don't know eight yards out or so, just patiently followed his blocks. Uh, it wasn't there to the outside; just cut back inside, easy touchdown. Um, I mentioned that that possession, that like the ninety-nine yard drive that the Mac finished off with a great throw. Um, they literally started as close as their goal line as you can possibly imagine, because it was a great punt by by the Scottish Hammer, and then a holding call that went half the distance, so it was literally inside the one yard line. And the first play, they run it up to the up the gut to Stevenson. Huge pile up. Looks like he stopped. Pops out of it. Gets like four or five yards. Gets him some breathing room. Oh, right. I'm like, this is a good drive start. I felt it, right? Uh, next play, they give it to uh, to him again. Four more yards. Okay, good work. Next, third down. They pitch it out wide. Lots of room there. Uh, and now all of a sudden, he cruises. And they're, they're at their own 28-yard line. Three plays to Stevenson. Guess the drive started, and like I said, the drive ends in the touchdown, so I think he created that. Um, and Mac finished off with a great throw. Rookies, supporting rookies, it's great. 
Um, and, like, he caught the ball pretty well. He had, he had one drop at the goal line, but four for, like, 14. Uh, I, like, that's that wasn't a big part of his game, so I just like seeing that a little bit. Um, effective after the catch, obviously, and they do the screen stuff. And it wasn't as much this week with him specifically, but uh, looked good doing that. Um, then the second touchdown at the goal line. Uh, Johnson, again, lots of Johnson at the, at the goal line for the Browns. <laughs> wasn't good, though. He met him, like, at the one. He just ran right through him. And then he gets back up, and he gets right in his face, just trash talking to Johnson. No flag, thankfully. They didn't throw the flag. He wa- Johnson wanted the flag. But you got to love the attitude. Um, I think like 60% of his yards came after contact. Um, he's so much fun. It's so much fun. I Look, you know they're not going to – if Harris is supposed to be back this week, you know they won't go back to him, but uh, it's still great to see. I want to see him like just alternate them, just give them alternating carries. And like it's going to be hard to stop those two because they run so fucking hard. Um, I like, I like that everyone thought it was such a good Patriots pick when it happened, and then he had no role, and now all of a sudden when they need him, he, he produces. Bill Belichick probably loves him. Yeah, like, it felt like... But also hates him, but also hates him because he's a rookie. Yeah, no, no, no. It felt like early, like, in the preseason, because he, he was probably the best player in the preseason. Like, if you're giving, like, a preseason MVP, it might have been Stevenson, because he, I think he led them the, the whole, the whole league in yards. Um... But like a lot, because I was following it for for our fantasy purposes, right? And a lot of the talk was, you know, like the running back coach giving him shit, like saying he can't block. He's got to he's got to clean stuff up, and then he's going out there and having you know 150 yard games in the preseason. So it felt like the whole time they're kind of like just like on his ass because they knew he's going to be good. You know what I mean? And probably, and it still feels that way. But no, yeah, I I agree. Um, you know who else is really good? Uh, who? The Georgia defense, despite losing multiple guys to the NFL and probably the most low key of the of of their starters that they lost who actually ended up being a top 100 pick was Monty Rice who the Titans took 92nd overall and he 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 didn't really have a role he was just playing special teams for the first couple of weeks of the season um then 2 weeks ago he he I, I mentioned he kind of flashed a little bit against the Colts last week he didn't play a single defensive snap against the Rams. This week, he was playing starter snaps against the Saints. Ended up playing 69% of the snaps. And he looked really great against the run. 11 tackles. Uh, he's my defensive rookie of the week. I didn't have a clear, clear guy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not out here, like, pounding the table that it was a dominant performance. But I I, I felt I should give him the nod because, I, although Alvin Kamara was out for the Saints... Rice just looked so natural, and this was with David Long, uh, who's kind of been a breakout linebacker in the league this year for the Titans. He was out, and I thought Monty Rice looked terrific, and between Monty Rice and David Long, I think the Titans have their starting linebacker duo. Doesn't say much for Rashawn Evans, the former first-round pick, but um, Rice, Rice just... He did what he always did at Georgia. He just gets downhill. He's so good at reading keys. He is so good at taking on guys and just shooting gaps and just he's wreaking havoc against the run. Um, I I, I don't know. He he, he kind of came out of nowhere because no one had been talking about him because he had no role mm-hmm. until like three weeks ago. And now and Mike Vrabel hates rookies too. And, and now I think I think Monty Ray should be starting next to David Long, Long at linebacker for the Titans. It's a pretty like complimentary duo too. Um, it's just wild to me that like 
Monty Rice was like one of the emotional leaders on the Georgia defense last year. Aziz Ojolari was arguably the best player in the Georgia defense yeah. last year. Eric Stokes was a first-round pick on the Georgia defense. They lose all that, and the Georgia defense has still got like 10 dudes who are going to get drafted this year. It is pretty ridiculous. Um, I'm gonna Recruiting go, matters. I'm going to go with a team that didn't have this guy last year, but uh, the defense has been okay. I'm going back to the well, just with Mika Parsons. It's, I'm getting, I know it's boring, but th- there wasn't a guy that like stood out, and just watching Parsons do the things he does is kind of ridiculous. He's so – it's hard to – when you watch, um, especially in a game like that where Atlanta couldn't do anything, yeah. you just kind of uh, end up keying in on a guy like Micah Parsons, and it's just fun to watch how obnoxiously athletic he is. Yeah. Uh, athletic and, like, fucking physical, I thought, against Atlanta – um, six tackles and a sack. The sack was nasty. It looked like it looked like he was running a route against a DB, except it was uh, against it was Caleb McGarry. So like he just like faked outside, step back inside, cross him over, untouched. McGarry kind of lay, lay a finger on him. I think I think Parsons tweeted after that at, at Amari Cooper. That he's got a better uh, release than he does or whatever. Sacked him. Sacked Ryan. Forced the ball out too. Uh, Atlanta recovered. I think McGarry got back onto it, but. Regardless, it was just fucking nasty, and he was giving McCary hell all day as a pass rusher. Um, wasn't getting home. He, yeah, sorry, go ahead. He's just he's been everything that he was advertised as being. Yeah. We saw it. We had an extra look at it because the Cowboys were on hard knocks, and yeah, um, he was kind of a personality to watch. But he's been everything everyone thought he would be coming into Penn State, if not more, because he's been such an instant freak of nature. Playing multiple positions and dominating at both. Yeah, I didn't think he'd be this good because, yeah, I didn't think they'd use him right. Should have trusted Danny, but... You love Dan Quinn, so that shocks me. I don't trust... The, it's just the Cowboys. I just assume they're yeah, idiots. Yeah, J- Jerry Jones telling Dan Quinn how to use him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, you know, they use him pretty well. Like, it was it was both as an edge and as a linebacker, and obviously that they need him at edge. But, um, yeah, like, so one, one win, he just, like, too fast to get off, just bent under McGarry, didn't get the sack, ran through the other way. Um, but I thought he was, like, great against the run, too. Like, one tackle he made, like, Hennessy and Mayfield, more on Mayfield later, tried to combo him. Uh, he was just too physical. Knocked Hennessy down, made the tackle. Uh, another one to the right. He was heads up on McGarry. Um, just instantly shed the block, man. Like, like just, just <laughs> like, McGarry wasn't even there. Like, he was a fucking pylon. Just shed him, no resistance. Gets into the backfield. Doesn't make the play. Doesn't finish on Mike Davis. Uh, but forces him, like, you know, way around and then just kept chasing him down and, and made the tackle, like, around the line of scrimmage. Um, so just the athleticism and the versatility is just ridiculous. Uh, week in, week out now. Okay, I hate to do this, but I'm going to go back to the well for worst rookie. I did, too. I did, too. L- Liam Eikenberg shouldn't be playing left tackle. Like, I don't know what you do, <laughs> but he is so bad. I think he is like, been... Week in, week out, he, like, not just rookie, like, just one of the worst starting offensive linemen in the league. He got called on a hold against the Ravens on top of Justin Houston beating his brains in. Um, He just, I, he, he doesn't have the athleticism to hold up at left tackle. Yeah. Um, Not to say he's got it to hold up at right tackle either, but maybe he's a guard. I don't know what you do because Austin Jackson was supposed to be your left tackle. Now he's a guard, and it's such a freaking mess. At least Robert Hunt catches touchdowns. I don't know. Yeah, like, so he was the reason Brissette got hurt, which maybe, hey, sleeper cell for Tua, who knows. And then um, he gave up that sack in the fourth. We literally, like, they just came on the side. He didn't know who to block and didn't block anyone. And that's when Tua was stripped. He got he made a great play to get back on the ball. 
but it's terrible. PFF said he's got 44 pressures allowed and nine sacks this season. He's, I don't know. I, they don't have a lot of other options, but I got to imagine, like, you've just absolutely lit his confidence on fire yeah. by leaving him out there for so long. And Fuck, you know Austin Jackson's bad already. Just put him back out there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't disagree. Um, but, hey, alternatively, in that same game from uh, his teammate, my primetime star has to be Javon Hall. And Mine too. He, part of it was the the Dolphins' defensive game plan to yep. harass Lamar by just blitzing the hell out of Javon Hall and Brandon Jones was hilarious and fun. Um, Holland even said after the game, it's the most fun he's had playing football, I believe. Uh, he, they, they, he had like fucking at least five hurries. He had a sack. He broke up a couple passes. He was, he was on Lamar all night. Yeah, no, that him blitzing was the massive difference in the game. And he had the one PBU where he blitzed and just got his hands up, knocked it down. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the first play of the game where he fucking lit up. Uh, who was it? Was it DuVernay? I can't remember. Uh, and that set the tone for the whole game. Um, yeah, got, and this is last week. He was my defensive rookie of the week. That's two huge weeks in a row yeah. for him. Yeah, um, had that awesome PBU on Hollywood too. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the sack was easy. No one picked him up, and then he got called on that terrible roughing call. And um, he had that one where like he like he just kept getting home on the blitz. The one time Lamar put a nasty spin of him, but like it was just so effective and so disruptive. It, it was a it's that was just such a fun way to like that Thursday night game wasn't supposed to be it, and it really wasn't that good no it wasn't but but watching those guys Holland and Jones just yeah blitz all night was gave us something to enjoy at least and Eichenberg yeah yeah and Eichenberg just being <laughs> being as bad as ever just a complete dumpster fire <laughs> you know what though Owe did have his a bounce back game too and it was the Dolphins so it's really easy but he was he had a really nice night i think he had like 3 Three quarterback hits in a sack. So, like, that. yeah, it was good for rookies. Yeah, just three rookies up against Liam Meikenberg. Or just the Miami Dolphins offensive line in general. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick at DB for my underwhelming performance. Um, I already mentioned him earlier for Devonta Smith uh, making a play on him. Pat Sertain. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't, like, a bad, bad performance. It was just that touchdown was obviously not great. You got to find the ball in phase, and you got to break that up. Devonta Smith did a great job. But that, that was tough. On top of, in the game when the Broncos were very much still in it, Jalen Hurts threw one straight to Sertain on the sideline, where if he picked it off, like, I think it would have, it would have, at minimum, had the Broncos in field goal mm-hmm. range at maximum, but have been a pick six, and he just dropped it. Those two plays were, like, in a game like that, where the, the Eagles kind of pulled away late, but the Broncos were very much in it uh, throughout um, those two key plays, I think, would have made the difference in this game, and uh, so that 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 was tough to see from him because he's been very Mister Consistent all year. I am st- the ball skills, the ball skills. Two two times the ball skills didn't show up for him. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, they've been showing up early, and uh, he had the pick six like the first preseason game, remember? And yeah, no, that, that's that's not good. Look, I'm sticking the AFC West and sticking at DB. Um, I'm gonna go Trevon Merrick, and it's kind of just yeah. because we haven't gotten a good look at him yet. He made that really nice play for the PBU, speaking of ball skills, but he really, 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 really should have intercepted it, and he didn't. He had two shots at picking that one. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad play. And, like, overall, I don't think Merrick's been bad in the slightest, but, like, you just don't feel his impact on the field. And, like, for a rookie safety starting against the Kansas City Chiefs, they got their asses kicked. But, 
like not noticing him is kind of good, but I don't know. He's just been kind of there and, um, like he's not going to make any big plays, but he's not going to give up any coverage busts either. Um, I will say like, I think he's tackling pretty well. So I'm like, I'm not knocking him other than like that dropped interception. And he's just been underwhelming. He's just been underwhelming. Um, and if I can quickly just give a, a lesser one uh, at DB, Greg Newsom, uh, this was probably, Sertan had his worst game. I think Newsom did too. Um, and that's kind of bad considering that the Patriots don't throw to wide receivers. Um, he gave up a little bit and like he had two really, really bad pass interference calls. Like, I don't mean they were bad calls. They were good calls, just really bad plays on him. One on like a slant where he held and, uh, yeah, just, just, this was his worst game. They'd never went against, they, they didn't, I don't think they targeted Denzel Ward a single time. And when they're throwing receivers, it's more against Newsom. Like it wasn't like he got gash or anything, but those couple bad plays and just didn't make the plays when they needed them, needed him to. Um, okay. Focusing on some positives now. Looking like a hit. Friend of the show, Quinn Miners. Yeah. Um, now, there were some struggles in pass protection. But positives, he is a monster on the pull. Yes. When they pull him, he kills dudes. <laughs> uh, they, they, I think it was Javante Williams off tackle left. They pulled Miners. And he he made like he just threw a guy like five. I saw it. it he also had awesome. a couple, yeah. And he also had a couple blocks where he just ended up on top of the dude, just like finishing him into the dirt. Um, he looks like we expected him to uh, as a run blocker, and it's gonna take some time in pass protection. He he kind of uh, his anchor actually he would get blown off the snaps, and now it was against fucking Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox, mm-hmm. two of the best. Um, vote Javon Hargrave to the Pro Bowl, people. Uh, yeah. Also, you get to vote six long snappers. So, um, but the, so the, the he would get like blown off the snap, but he did a good job kind of re-anchoring and resetting himself. So, although it was like hurting the pocket, he 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 kind of rebounded well. I thought in those reps, um, but overall he looked awesome in the run game. Was getting uh was getting some Wyatt Teller vibes. I love it. I love it. Um, and he's got the best offensive line coach in the league. So. Speaking of Javante Williams, I'm going to go with his old, old uh, running mate, Michael Carter, who he's starting to become the dude that we thought he was coming out of UNC. Like, this game wasn't like some statistical monster breakout game. He, he had 39 yards on 16 carries. It's not great. Touchdown. Uh, but four catches for 43 yards, I thought he looked good. And I think overall he just looked really good. Everything around him was absolutely terrible, and he looked good, so I give him a little more credit. Uh, good vision, good contact balance, running hard like we've seen from him. Uh, like all year, pretty much. Uh, a couple of plays where he just took like a big hit, kept his feet, and kept going. Just tough running and like a fun running back. And um, uh, his his touchdown was like from like five yards out. He met a bill at like the two and just lowered his shoulder, carried him into the end zone pretty easy. I uh, he ended up like getting called short, <laughs> but like I don't think he was. And then they just gave it to him, um, and he got in easy the the, the next snap. Um, and like I said, they're getting him. Involved in the passing game now too. Um, some of it was via screens, but like it was mainly just checkdowns, and like it was him turning nothing into something. And um, in general, I don't think Zach Wilson knows how to check down yet. But like, hopefully, he's learned and watching. Uh, you know, Mike White and Joe Flacco, and then if and when he starts again, he can get Carter involved in the passing game because it's good. And here, I'll, I'll tell you some some PFF stuff here. Um, so he only had 39 yards on the ground, but 29 of them came after contact. Uh, he averaged 0.6 yards before contact per attempt. 
So he was getting nothing. And then uh, four of his six targets, he caught uh, 43 yards, and 45 was after the catch. So more yards after the catch than he actually caught. So uh, impressive game. And I think he's he's good. I think he's good. I don't think we have to worry about Michael Carter. Um, you just got to worry about the rest of the Jets. As much as... Uh... As much hype as Najee Harris has received as a pass catching back, Michael Carter's like not far off in terms of total. He's like ten less for total receiving yards this year, and uh, I feel like he just hasn't been mentioned as much. Yeah, um, it's because when Wilson was in, they couldn't do it. Yeah, I know. Uh, but speaking of Steelers, my looks like a miss is because he's actually good, and I, I, I when when they drafted him, I thought, oh, some defensive back versatility could play special teams but i think there's a real role for trey norwood i've mentioned it before on the show but uh he he had two big pass breakups against the lions he looked great playing nickel they they can move him around a little bit minka fitzpatrick came out of the game for for a snap and he came in at safety i don't know every every time he plays like significant significant snaps he he holds up and he looks good in coverage and I think the instincts are kind of the game changer with him. He's got really good instincts. He finds the ball really well. Um, and, and he's a physical, versatile DB. So I, I've really enjoyed him um, as as someone who, when they drafted him, I didn't think too much of it as a fan. But here we are. Now I like him a lot. I'm going to mention Brown later, too. So, like, the Oklahoma trades, they've both been pretty good. Like, kind of quietly mm-hmm. good. Um, funny enough, I'm mentioning Spencer Brown for my looks like a miss. Uh, in a positive light, and I mentioned him in a positive light a few weeks ago, and since then he missed time with a back injury. Um, he came back this week against the Jets. Yeah, it was the Jets, but um, I think Spencer Brown looks legit. I think he looks legit. I had him like one thirteenth on my board. He went ninety third. He's playing like he should have went much higher than that. I, I think um, just really solid, patient, and physical like all day. Um, the highlight kind of came in the in the Brita touchdown where they toss right. He pulled and just absolutely steamrolled Chet, just like, just like Quinn Miners, just steamrolled the dude, and Brita just followed him in for the touchdown. Um, one like one negative play where he didn't like kick out on the blitzer. That was Drod Wilson. He was engaged with the like he was he was a blocking guy though, and it might have just looked like Brita should have checked uh, checked the blitz before he released. But who knows? That was the only one like maybe you can say a little negative. Other than that, clean game, physical, um, moving guys in the run, easy kind of work. And, like, here, this is from uh, from Joe Marino of the TDN. Uh, so the four games with Spencer Brown starting at right tackle, the Bills have scored 38.5 points. They're getting 448 yards per game. They're averaging 135 on the ground. And then the four games without, they're only scoring 25 a game. <laughs> they're getting 364 yards total and only 111 on the ground. Spencer Brown seems like a difference in this Bills offense. Between Spencer Brown and Trevor Penning, Northern yeah. Iowa might be offensive tackle you. Yeah, you might be right. That's wild that I, I was thinking about that the other day when uh, Penning got accepted his invite. Um, it's wild that Northern Iowa ended up with a guy yeah. in Spencer Brown who's been one of the better rookie offensive tackles and a guy in Trevor Penning who I very much think is going to be a first round pick. Both like huge dudes. Like you think that they get Power Five scholarships, never mind not FCS scholarships. Yeah, well, you thought you you'd think uh, the Miami Hurricanes would have recruited Daniel Richardson instead of letting him get to the <laughs> MAC. Nothing makes sense. Um, what does make sense is Symbol. It's the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. 
First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. And if you want to get in on more than just podcasts, then Spotify Greenroom is the place for you. The live audio-only sports talk platform is the perfect place to, to, to get extra fuel for your sports take fire. All you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app for you in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to jump into my needs to step it up. I'm This is this was a tough one because I, I don't think he played a terrible game. And I think all the parts were there for him to actually have played a really good game. Mm-hmm. But C- C- Christian Darasaw, it was like, at times, like, guys weren't getting home against him, but he was – I thought he was struggling a lot. Uh, he didn't see Joey Bosa too, too much. He did give up a sack where he just didn't block Bosa, similar to what Liam Eikenberg did. Um, and he got called in a holding too. But Uchenna Mosu, I thought, was kind of really pushing him off the ball. Uh, in the run game, I thought he, he struggled to sustain blocks. And he'd be in good position. He, 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 he would drive his guy a couple yards downfield, but then he wouldn't sustain the block, and that guy would tackle Dalvin Cook. Um, everything is there. It's just like a, a, a thing here, a thing there, and he's going to be really good. I, I, I'm not worried about him. Um, but it was funny because I just like watched him pretty much every snap, and like he would – he wouldn't give up a sack, but it, it would just kind of, at times, the, the, the technique would kind of be atrocious. Mm. And, like, it, he wasn't, like, his feet were slow, but he would just kind of get the guy out of the way anyway. Or um, uh, Omosu would kind of blow him back a yard or two, but he, he, he wouldn't, like, let Kirk get hit. Um, everything's there, but it's just not complete yet. Uh, that's fair. Um this was a very incomplete performance from the LA Rams uh, on a Sunday night, and um, so uh, sorry Monday night. And I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna give you two, but first and foremost, Ernest Jones, who uh, played 82 percent of the snaps, um, started his career nicely. I had him like I think I had him rookie of the week, his first start, um, and it was a rough night against the Niners. He was I thought he was out of position a lot, um, both against the run, mainly against the run. Sometimes against the pass, uh, wasn't really getting to the ball first at all. Like I don't think he made any like nice run stops. Uh, I think he might have like six or seven tackles, but like only two solo. And um, I kind of felt like his his he was getting stuck on blocks a lot, and that was kind of a thing coming out. And I thought that was like the the big highlight for him. And also he wasn't good in coverage. Um, didn't get exposed, but like you know they just ran down their throats, and um, they need him. They really really need him to show up, and he he's been good. But this was this was bad. Um, well, that transitions well to my other needs to step it up because uh, Baron Browning, it was a similar thing for the Broncos, where for the previous two games, he'd been playing a ton of snaps. This game, his snap count decreased to 25%. Um, and you could understand why. He just couldn't get off a block. Mm. And he was out of position a lot. And uh, the Eagles offensive line could have engulfed him. And he actually lost a lot of snaps to undrafted rookie Curtis Robinson, who I thought was also really bad and he was he was my not ready to play <laughs> curtis robinson played 61 percent of the snaps for the broncos wow yeah 
Very strange. Uh, um, I was going to give you another, just just a quick one. Uh, very quick. Robert Rochelle, his play has decreased big time. Um, I think he only played like 15 snaps or something. And in those 15, he was like not playing well. Like, I think you have like multiple catches. I think they're both on the same drive later in the game. Um, he was not good. He was really not good. And um, um, you saw some really poor tackling from him too. I, I also, because I already deemed Curtis Robinson for my not ready to play, I also want to throw Alex Leatherwood in there. <laughs> He's not ready to play? He's not ready to play. He's playing, baby. He can't deny it. He 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 got called on another penalty. Yep. He's eleven penalties on the year, nine accepted. I don't know. He just does. He's playing right guard now. I I don't know. Is Alex Leatherwood or Liam Eikenberg worse? Well, Eikenberg was at least a second round pick, I guess. Save that. Yeah, that's a good point. Save that answer well, for. Let me tell you about Jilly Mayfield's day first. If I may. Is he not ready to play for you? Yeah, he's not ready to play either. I guess, yeah, he at least was a day two pick, too. Uh, I think he's been he's been rough, rough, rough this year, and it's almost like he doesn't get the same amount of attention because literally no one's watching Falcons games. I don't. I think they're juicing their attendance numbers because watch any home game for the Falcons, no one's there. Anyways, uh, Armstrong got him one time where he just fucking cooked him with like this swipe. Mayfield couldn't even get a hand on him. Uh, he gave up like a, a good amount of pressures. And the, the funny thing is, like, not the reason I want to bring up, but like... I looked after him. PFF gave him a 90 grade. But I, I think it was literally a mistake. Like, not like they watched him like, oh, this guy had a good game and they're stupid. I think they literally just just mistyped. Um, or at least I hope they did. I hope they did. Um, and I'm in favor of usually, like, letting guys play through their struggles as rookies, uh, especially on, on bad teams. But I guess like Liam Eikenberg, it might be time to sit Mayfield because you're shooting his confidence. And he's a young dude. He's got lots of time. Eikenberg, Eikenberg's not, not is a little older. But anyways, Mayfield's, Mayfield's got a lot of time. Just maybe sit him and I don't know. I don't know. He hasn't been good. He's had his like little, little glimpses, but also been very bad overall. Um, it, It's funny, the kind of the contrast uh, in offensive line play. Like some guys, it seems th- there's no one who's – It's it's been a lot of guys – being awesome or exceeding expectations or guys being fucking terrible. There hasn't been a lot of, like, quietly solid play. Yeah, like, who's who's been the most quietly solid? I don't even know. Like, Rashawn Slater, but, like, Rashawn Slater's just been really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah. That's, I guess, just relative to where he went. Uh, Cosme? I don't know. Maybe Cosme? But he's been hurt for, like, yeah, four or five weeks yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, best day three rookie. Uh, I'll give you an offense and a defense. Offensively, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's the Lions' best pass catcher. He uh, He's working the Steelers a little bit of the slot. Four catches, 61 yards. Uh, Jared Goff like, was broken and couldn't do anything, but Amon Ross St. Brown kept kind of moving the chains for them. And then defensively for the second week in a row, Cam Bynum looked really good in that Vikings secondary. He played 100% of the snaps with Harrison Smith out. Uh, they blitzed him once. He had a big sack on Justin Herbert. He broke up another pass. Very physical against the run. The, the broken up pass was um, they ran a quick out with Donald Parham like from the two yard line, and it looked like Parham was gonna have an easy touchdown. And he just broke uh, on the ball perfectly and broke it up, and it was great. Cam Bottom looks like an NFL starting safety uh, through his first two starts. All right, we get it, man. Um, I was right. I had a lot of good day three rookies, but I've like already mentioned them. Uh, first and foremost, I would give it to Ramondre Stevenson, but instead I'm gonna give you offense and defense from the same team. Going back to the well with this one, 
Uh, Eli Mitchell, I know his yards per carry wasn't great. He had uh, 91 on 27. But, like, 27 carries with, like, a broken figure in a game like this, like, being the workhorse and, like, just grinding the game out, I thought in itself was impressive. It's not like he was bad. He had a lot of nice runs in there. I thought that was just, like, an impressive performance from him. And then on the flip side, uh, Teleno Hufanga uh, had a good game, who you you highlighted a couple weeks ago. Um, Three tackles, had that awesome... um, PBU where he just timed it perfectly. He's a ball magnet. Yeah, he is. He's always around the ball. Just like at USC. And yeah, this time it wasn't him. Like you said last week, he was always around the ball, but he was giving up big plays, and he wasn't this this week. He played a really clean game. He was, he was pretty exciting, had that huge play, and looked solid. I, I was impressed. Okay, do you have any undrafted rookies? No, it's so shit this year. No, 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 no. Guess who has so many? You got Because you watch the Lions. I got three Lions corners. Wait, there's a third one now? Mark Gilbert. What? Wow. Okay, so, and it's funny because they all actually did stuff, and they all, like, played well in the I mean, Mason Rudolph's fucking horrible, but all three of them broke up at least one pass. Um, so Mark Gilbert had three tackles, broke up a pass, forced to fumble, played 34% of the snaps. Jerry Jacobs broke up two passes, played 66% of the snaps. A.J. Parker, five tackles, broke up a pass, 79% of the snaps. I think A.J. Parker's a legit potential starting nickel at yeah, some point. Yeah, I think so. He's feisty as hell. Well, he's starting now, but he's feisty as hell. <laughs> it doesn't count. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Jacobs looks like a nice depth piece. And Mark Gilbert, this is, I think, only his second game. And, and he looked good, too. And the forced fumble was big. Um, and not only that, I have another undrafted rookie, not from the Lions. Hold on, quickly. It was, it was the Mark Gilbert revenge game. That's why it was so so good. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. Um, but also, Naquan Jones from Michigan State, oh, the Titans. Yeah. He's on the Titans. Uh, he had a big sack against the Saints. Just power beats. Uh, it was like uh, power to, to arm over, beat Cesar Ruiz, big sack. Play forty three percent of the snaps too. It's Michigan State beating Michigan again. You had to bring it up, eh? Yeah, yeah, sure did. But yeah, so <laughs> whoever has Lions games just has unlimited undrafted rookies, and now we have Naquan Jones in the picture. Yeah, uh, Rick- I saw him, I saw him make that snack on Red Zone. I'm like, hey, he's undrafted. That's sick. <laughs> Wasn't my game. Uh, speaking of, speaking of Lions, rookie of Flash, Panay Sewell. Good, good at right tackle against the Steelers. He held up against T.J. Watt pretty well. Um, he looked awesome in the run game. They ran the Dan Campbell like ref, Jared Goff could like, like was broken with the oblique thing, but Dan Campbell calling the offensive plays and just calling run after run after run in the Pittsburgh Steelers just not knowing what to do. Uh, God, when Ibuki is getting mixed in now, I'm in sick runs. Yeah, fucking DeAndre Swift finally getting utilized. It's fun, but uh, Sewell Sewell looked really good. Taylor Decker looked terrible left tackle though, but Sewell looked really good, and Jonah Jackson also looked really good. Um, and oh, Najee Harris, I thought had a, uh, like I know they lost, but this was I thought Najee Harris's best game in terms of tackle breaking. Imagine now it was the Detroit Lions, but he ran for 105 yards on 26 carries plus four for 28 through the air, but. Just kind of like consistently breaking first contact on every run. Imagine Najee with Dan Campbell. God, that's that's my watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a long list of names, but I'll just kind of rattle them off quick. Um, I mentioned Trey Brown already, but I thought he was good. Like he played every snap for the Hawks. Uh, it's his job to lose now at corner, and made like one awesome play, fourth and two, right before the half. Triggered triggered on the throw, uh, made a big hit while also swatting the ball away to to force the incompletion. Seahawks ball. Uh, it was textbook. I don't think he gave up much of anything, really. He, he was not a bad Seahawks. The defense team played, played a really good game, actually. 
He was good. Flip side, I thought Eric Stokes, like kind of the same thing as Brown. Uh, one pass deflection, didn't give up anything, and kind of opposite, though, Russell Wilson just fucking sucked. But Stokes looked good. Uh, Elijah Moore, quiet, but like he had three catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Just like Michael Carter, I think Elijah Moore is good. The Jets are just really bad. He's, t- he's touched on, like, he caught on a hitch, like, eight yards outside of the end zone, uh, made a guy miss and cruised into the end zone, looked explosive and, and fast, and they just got to give him the ball. They just got to give him the ball. And uh, lastly, the I'll give you the both Colts pass rushers. Quiddy Pay is uh, is back, I think. He had, like, eight pressures, I think. Um, he, he, got, he had a sack on Lawrence, so he just kind of was scrambling, and it was his first sack of the career of his career. Kind of met him at Buckner. Um, one, it was kind of like in the backfield a lot. Um, got dinged up again. Like didn't didn't miss time, but he got dinged up, and I'm kind of worried that injuries are something to to watch for. But I'm I'm gonna hold out hope. Uh, I think he got like another half sack, but he didn't get credited for it. Anyways, then Dale Dale made the play. Um, only had like eight pass rushing snaps, but had the the game winning play where he strip sack Lawrence on on the at that very end of the game, which I had to give him the shout out for too. My king, good to hear. Um, I'll stick at edge for out of, out of nowhere rookie. Although he's like been playing all year, Jonathan Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, just so many hustle plays against the Eagles. Like not a dominant performance or anything. Um, but him opposite Malik Reed, like he was, he made an impact as an edge setter, and he just looks like a guy who's gonna play in the league for a long time as a uh, third edge type guy. Um, just be, really because of the motor, he's just. Such a balls-to-the-wall type player. And also, before he got hurt, Jamar Jefferson, he only played three yeah. snaps, got three <laughs> carries, 41 yards in the touchdown, which he looked good on the touchdown, but he got hurt. He hurt his ankle on it. Um, I was excited to see how they'd split him and Swift because Dan Campbell's addicted to running the ball, but then obviously Jefferson gets hurt early, and we don't get to see that. But I, I'm, I'm wondering what type of role he'll have going forward if he's healthy. Uh, I didn't have anyone too big, so I'm going to give you like the most out of nowhere. Uh, Nation Wright recovered a block punt fumble for a touchdown. I had to give him a shout-out. Yes. <laughs> Nation Island, baby. It's it's not it's not alive and well yet, but I hope so one day. Okay, finally. My start the rook's a guy who has started, but his snaps have been kind of all over the last two weeks. Um, Pete Werner, mm. every time he's on the field, he looks like he belongs next to Demario Davis, and he looks good. He had... He had a big pressure on a blitz. He did end up playing 42% of the snaps against the Titans, but he's losing snaps to the combination of Quan Alexander, who's playing legit starter snaps over him now, uh, and Caden Ellis, who's playing more snaps Why? than you expect next to Demario Davis, and I just don't get it. I don't... Okay, okay like, if you want to be like Quan Alexander, like, grizzly vet, been around the block, I don't know why you're playing Caden Ellis, though, over him. <laughs> I don't and know. All, like also, Quan Alexander. If Jeremy McNichols could catch Quan Alexander, give up a touchdown, but he can't. So, uh, okay, I'm gonna give you two Browns. Uh, one is obviously a starter, but Jeremiah Usukarmo only played 31 percent of the snaps. He's coming back from injury, so I get it. And he didn't look great, but like I thought, like that's more on the Browns. I think if they, they, I don't know, maybe they had no fucking game plan because. I think if they utilize him well, he could have just been that that master of taking away that short passing game, like working on the screen game. And right. I think using him in that way would have been huge against the Patriots. And instead, it kind of looked like he was just kind of wishy-washy in the box. Again, maybe not fully 100% yet. Um, but still, I feel like they should have got him on the field more at, at the very least, especially when they're getting gashed. 
And um, in front of him, I thought Tommy Togiai kind of kind of I liked what I saw from Tommy Togiai. And um, a lot of Buckeye talk today. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, just like some stout run defending. He only played thirty three percent of the snap. Um, and then him run defending well could have been really helpful against the Pats. But yeah, I, I get it also. Like you know, a deep line in Cleveland. But I just want to see him get more looks, especially in a blowout. Uh, I thought he I thought he showed something. It's a Buckeyes type year, ain't it, AJ? No. We're winning the Natty, no. and we have all the best rookies. No, 